This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Is this thing on? It's on. It's on. I just want to make sure Bach, we in the building, man. Terrell Farley, absent again, man. <laughs> Dang, man. When is he going to get it together, man? Yeah, come on, Black Shirt. I know you listening. Where's my partner in, in, in time? It's partner in time. It's, uh, it's, it's There's some weather out there he's dealing with, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he, he's got to get his defroster working. He's got to get him some all Let's see if I've got some of this. Oh, that's Duster. That's Duster. <laughs> All-purpose. He's got to get him some all-purpose. I had something I was going to show us today. But today, I was thinking, besides we got character, of course, make sure we get him called 10-15. Today, I, I, you know, we've got crazy news from yesterday. Great press conference. Um, again, congratulations, Coach Rule, on uh, being the, the 31st coach yep. of Nebraska football. Um, you know, uh, he's starting to build his staff. Um, we still haven't heard whether or not Mickey's going to be retained. I think that's a big question that I would love to see answered. Um, hopefully we'll get some type of answers as to what that situation is going to be because I think um, that's very, very important to piece to, of the puzzle to us getting it done at Nebraska. You know, you have to have a guy of that magnitude. I think that could, that could chameleon air into anybody's uh, football team and be a asset. With that being said, today, Bach, it's about the fans. It's Tough Talk Tuesday, fan day. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think what you say, your opinions. It doesn't matter, good, bad. I mean, no cussing, no, I don't want, this is not a a rant time. But I want to get your opinion. I mean, text lines open. Um, I got the big fella behind me just for some protection, just in case, you know. (laughs) For you YouTubers, you guys can see, uh, you know, and and I guess we're on, you know, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, Anything, any other live streaming? Uh, Twitter. Oh, Twitter too. So you, all you followers that's following us now, you can see Adam Carricker behind me. Um, yeah, the big fella's got my back. Now, with that being said, I'm going to get to the text, all the texts. We're going to get to all of your phone calls. Please call us. Today is your day. Today is your, your day. What's up, Bryce? He says, hey, Kevin. 
Bryce, you've been missing in action, man. Where you been? Where's Bryce been, Bob? I don't know. Maybe he's uh, <laughs> stopped watching the, toward the end of the season. Bob, you heard the press conference. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Well, it went as, as we expected. It was uh, you could say that Matt Rule won the press conference. I think that that's uh, makes you feel good about that. I, I was impressed with Trev Alberts kind of listing out what he said. He began his search and how Matt Rule fit into those. You know, sometimes we don't hold uh, people accountable for their words. And, and Trev did that himself. You know, he, he wanted to show how thorough he was with his search and he let us know that too i'm talking about how they uh contacted and not necessarily interviewed but interacted with 13 different coaches um said that matt rule was his 1a the whole time um (laughs) whether that's true or not i'm not sure uh if it was then he was hoping that his his coach got fired from carolina that's not a very friendly thing to do so uh you know it's always kind of fun to to go through that sort of stuff but as far as matt rule himself um, you know, again, I think he said all the right things. He's embracing himself into the Husker community. Uh, I feel like, you know, his, his, his workman-like mentality uh, really pairs well with, with Trev Alberts. And, you know, it's, it sounds like, you know, he's got somewhat Big Ten experience going from, you know, playing at Penn State. Um, but his ability to kind of adjust and be a program builder, he, you can kind of see why. I mean, he's, he's definitely uh, could be a leader of young men. Um, I was rather impressed. But again, I think, I think the detail-oriented um, type of way that he's going to be moving forward. You know, Trev said he wanted a grinder. This is a grinder that is going to expect his assistant coaches to be grinders. We know Trev's a grinder. Um, and so that's what I feel best about is that if this thing fails, it's not going to be a, from a lack of hard work. And I don't know if that's always been the case around here. Well, guess what? Spring ball's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. And we'll get a chance to see exactly what's going on. I hope that practices are open. I mean, I think if practices are open and we can go just as the public general public, you know, just like they had that, you know, the event when they, um, the press conference yesterday where they had a lot of the fans there. Uh, I think they could do the same thing with practice and have fans at practice. I think it will help them with competition. It will help them to focus in. It will help them to focus when there's a crowd around. And, you know, when you got your family, sometimes it can either go well or it can go against you. So, um, you know, just having people there watching, watching the progress, I think would be good for for all of us involved, especially former players. And I'm not saying we need to get involved. We haven't got involved uh, thus far besides running our mouth and saying what we think. But um, as far as us naming coaches and doing any of that stuff, that's not our job. But the proof is in the pudding. The way we play on Saturdays, the way we hit the weight room is all uh, um, going to tell who we are. When spring hits, we should see differences in the guys that stick around, the guys that stay committed uh, to the program. Um, their bodies should look different in spring than they did in this fall. Because if you got a good, if you got a good trainer, a guy that's going to ride you, a guy that's going to make sure you're in shape, he's going to make sure you got pro agility, he's going to make sure you got speed, he's going to make sure you got burst, he's going to make sure that uh, uh, your hips are strong. He's going to make sure that you're not just a big heavy squatter, but you're a guy that can move side to side, you know, that's pro agility. And so uh, he's going to make sure your explosion is where it needs to be at. You know, a guy has to start there. That's the foundation of Nebraska football is Husker power. Husker power has got to change 
the mentality of these young men to get them to understand how much you have to work in the weight room is going to equate to what you do out on the football field. Our work ethic in the weight room is what catapulted us to being successful on the football field. Had, you know, that it started there first. I didn't play until my body developed and I understood what it took to take the pounding of a football player. It's not easy. It's not for the faint at heart. It's not for the weakly built athlete. It's for the strongly built athlete. Doesn't matter the size. I said strongly built muscles, not up on muscles, but muscles, quick twitch, and power. That's what we need. You got to start there first. You know, sounds like, you know, from the looks of my, my, my man, you know what I mean? If, if we had a whole bunch of guys that look like that, no matter the size, now we on our way back. <laughs> now we on our way back. So, you know, if if, if, if Matt Rule, Coach Rule can do um, the things that he said in his presser, I mean, and, and I think he uh, retained Mickey Joseph, uh, I think this thing could, could, could definitely change in one year, let alone eight. Yeah, and, and two, it's interesting because Casey Thompson's had a few meetings with him, and that's, uh, you know, maybe another key to getting this thing uh, started and the transition to go smoothly. You know, we saw with Frost, he, he came in, um, decided, you know, with his offense, uh, the, the previous quarterback was was not going to work or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know how much they he met with uh, Tanner Lee, and I don't know how much it would help to keep Tanner Lee around compared to Adrian Martinez, but um, it was basically, here's my guy. We'll start it, you know, from there. And they started off 0-6. Now, it, with Casey Thompson, we've seen Matt Rules, you know, kind of build it break it down and build it type of situations at Temple, at Baylor, uh, where year one doesn't go well. If he wants to, if we, we all want him to avoid that, like avoid that part of the rebuild, right? If he wants to do that, I think, like you said, Mickey Joseph could be critical to that, but certainly Casey Thompson as well. Um, but it is, it's, a, it's an interesting strategy. He knows he's going to be here for years and years. Um, so he could maybe try to fit in a guy that he feels like, okay, Maybe this guy could be there and grow in year two, year three for me. Um, but he's courting Casey Thompson, who he knows would just be a one-year rental, but uh, would help smooth. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump your brakes, Bob. One-year rental is not what Casey Thompson is. That's what he would be he's for all, rule. He, well, not necessarily because he's already been in the system. He, he, he knows the guys. The quarterback is the key. If any quarterback that's in that room right now, I think um, Casey Thompson is the key to us being successful next year. Next year will be a rebuild. You could go one and ten or whatever, to, you know, two and whatever, nine or whatever. If your quarterback ain't right, you're in trouble. And to have a guy that can go through a spring, that can go through a winter conditioning, right? And and then that's already been in the system that knows the way around Lincoln and Nebraska. I think that helps your football team to retain Casey Thompson. It helps if you retain him. Now, if you don't, now there's big time uncertainty at the most important position in football. Why is that a problem? Because your offensive line, we know they're going to have to get expeditiously better 
<laughs> like that word? Yeah, that's good. They are. Yeah. They're going to have to get, like, I mean, I'm talking, you're going to have to get guys in um, that can actually play. Like right now. And, and I'm saying those guys can develop into those guys. They're going to have to do it in the offseason. Winter conditioning is the most important part of this whole takeover. Okay? It's the most important part. What they do between now and spring ball is going to dictate our season moving forward and who we are. I hope that we see a fullback. I hope that we see the thing. Uh-oh, turn it up. That's right, folks. Just like I got big number 90, the big fella behind me. In comes on a Monday. Tuesday. Whoa. <laughs> what is today? Tuesday? Yeah. On a snowy Tuesday. Adam. Character. Bye. Adam. I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead. What do you want me to talk about specifically or first? Uh, listen, I am. I told you I'm going to be quiet. It's the Adam, Adam Character Live Show. Your world, bro. <laughs> well, that's a first. Uh, as far as just an open forum, but I don't know, man. Uh, Matt Rule, I guess, is the hot topic. We got assistant coaches that are uh, no longer with the program, assistant coaches that are joining the program. You know, for me, and I've mentioned this a couple times, so I'll keep it brief here. Uh, the more I learn about Matt Rule, the more I like him. Um, he may not be the coach that everybody exactly wanted when they announced the hiring, but the more I learn about him, the more he just might be the coach we need. Like, if you could drop a Nebraska football coach like, hey, we want toughness. We want to win in the trenches. We want someone who prioritizes defense. We want someone who's going to be high class and high character. Um, the fact that he pretty much is basically a public speaker on top of it is just a bonus. His dad was a preacher. Um, it's just a nice added little bonus. But if you could have drawn up what you want a head coach to try to form our program to be like, look like, and what he wants to form it around, it'd be everything I just mentioned, and that's everything he talked about. Um, and, you know, if you get a chance, go on YouTube, watch the Man Up video that he did from 2018. I think it's right after his first season at Baylor. They only had one win, and I think, I think that's the case because he mentions it several times in the video. But you get to learn a little bit about him. Regardless of what your uh, spiritual beliefs may or may not be, you learn more about him, uh, kind of the man, the human being, the man upside of things. So, you know, that's kind of what I got initially, Rashawn. Mm. Um, Mickey Joseph. Thoughts on that? Yeah, so rule um, – and the distinct impression I get from talking to people, it was interesting. Dude, I, got a, I got a text yesterday from an individual that uh, rules currently trying to work out a contract with Mickey right now. Two minutes later, I got another text from a different guy. They haven't even spoken yet. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's like the coaching <laughs> search all over again. You have no idea what to believe. Uh, so, he, you know, they asked him about it at the press conference, and he said he had reached out to Mickey. He looks forward to speaking with him. Translation, I want to bring him back, uh, but we haven't been able to have a chance to chat yet. And I think he was trying to chat with all the coaches yesterday and today. But that just, that just made me laugh. You know, with Mickey, um, I see, like, 999,000 positives. 
um, if I round down. Uh, maybe one thing that would be a little bit of a hesitation. Uh, the positives are he's a great recruiter. He's beloved. He's respected. Uh, the coach, uh, the players love him. You know, if he leaves, there may be a mass exodus. The players to the transfer portal potentially. Maybe some of the commits that have committed don't end up coming uh, because he did recruit them. On top of which, the job he did as an interim coach, I don't know where you could have asked for. The only hesitation I have um, is, you know, if he, stay, if he does stay on, which I am absolutely for, to be clear, the only hesitation I potentially could have is, you know, could it create a little bit of a division in the locker room? Like, this was our coach. Now, who's this new guy? There's a potential for that there. I don't know how likely that is. Um, I don't know if anybody else has even pointed that potential out. Uh, but I think, you know, there's always going to be pluses and minuses, and that's only a potential minus to me. I think it's an easy call to try to bring Mickey Joseph back. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with that. Okay, so listen, I know you're not on YouTube, but by the way, you get a chance to go to YouTube and rewatch the show. I got a big fellow behind me that looks kind of like you. So he's incredibly handsome mouth. and humble. Yeah, with it, with his mouthpiece <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good question. You think you think Coach? Hey, I'm gonna tell a lot. It's gonna tell a lot about Coach Rule with me because you know I watch what you do, not what you say. Uh, if those mouthpieces go into their mouth, if those mouthpieces are still hanging. I don't know. You know what's funny, man. So ever since you pointed that out earlier this year, I'm like watching games on TV now, and I've never done this before, but I'll be like, all right, that Texas player, he ain't got his mouthpiece, and they ain't that physical. All right, look at that Raiders player. He don't want to hit nobody. He, oh, that guy's got his mouthpiece. And now you got me watching people's mouthpiece when I watch games on TV, dude. I've never done that before in my life. Only Listen, only because – no, the, this has never been a problem because you had to have your mouthpiece in there to throw the flag. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember wanting to go to practice without my mouthpiece. Not back then. Well, I'm, that's I'm just, with you. Um, you know, for me, it was like if I didn't have my mouthpiece, I might not have teeth. And so for me, it wasn't even an, it wasn't an option. You know, I got to have my mouthpiece in. And. I don't, and you're right, I think it was a rule. And the other rule that drove me nuts was the stupid keeping your jersey tucked in all the time. Not that I wanted it out, but, you know, awesome offensive players never hold or grab. And so why my jersey was always out of my pants was beyond me because I was never, ever held. Um, but it was always out of my pants, and I had refs yelling at me all the time, and it drove me nuts. But the mouthpiece thing, I'm with you, dude. It was like it wasn't even an option, you know. And so for me, maybe that's why I've never looked at it before, but it's kind of crazy to me. So I'm with you on that. What do you think the offensive identity of this football team will be? Based I on mean, what you heard. You know, he talked about – here's the feeling I get. Like, I, I've watched videos where he's talked about inside zone, outside zone. You know, he talked yesterday in the press about how they ran the with the fullback and – a lot more uh, eye formation at Temple than at Baylor. He had better receivers, so they went spread. Um, I do think he wants to run the ball first. I do think he wants to win the battle up front. I do think he wants to win the trenches. I don't think they're going to be incredibly fancy, at least not in the beginning. Uh, I don't think that's the priority to him. I think to him it's doing the small things, doing the little things, hand placement, pad level, uh, proper feet, getting off the ball, playing fast, not having a – not that, you know, 
being good at X's and O's is a phenomenal thing, but it's not phenomenal if your technique is awful. And so I think he wants to focus on those things first. And then as time goes along, expand the playbook. Cause what you hear a lot of is teams aren't playing well. Oh, and then we shrunk the playbook and then they all of a sudden they start playing better. So they can play faster. Look at our defense. Bush shrunk the playbook and he had to, cause he didn't know the defense. I asked him when I saw him, he goes, no, I didn't know the defense at all. I was so focused on special teams. So he had to shrink it for himself, shrink it for the players, and all of a sudden we play better. So I think Rule wants to do it in reverse. I think he wants to start out with a smaller playbook, get really good at something, and then the better they get at, at, that, at those things, then you can expand the playbook. So I think he's trying to you know, do it the way most coaches probably should do it. It's just hard to do it because there's so many freaking fancy things you can do, especially on offense. It's tempting, and it's hard to limit yourself. But that's the feeling I get from him. Uh, do we know if they retain Bill Bush? Don't know yet. In fact, I'm actually going to do a assistant coaches show here later today. I feel like every 10 minutes I get an update on this guy's coming. That guy might not be coming. And then I don't know what's true sometimes. So, um, at this time we don't know anything for sure other than Zach's gone. Uh, Dave's gone. I mean, there's strong rumors about a DB's coach and a D line coach and an OC. And I have a lot of confidence in those rumors. So probably those position coaches and our former OC coach Whipple's probably gone. Most likely like probably 99%. Yeah. Probably a hundred. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's match rule. So I I would imagine, you know what I mean? He's, he's done this before um, at different institutions. So he knows what to do and how to, get the entire core of, of, of the football department under his rule. So I would imagine that uh, this it should be exciting. We'll see. I mean, again, we can speculate all we want, but I was saying before you came on, um, what would be the most important, you know, we are where we are right now, right? It's uh, November 29th, 2022. What's the first steps we can take as a football team to get better. So one of the things I love that he talked about yesterday was literally a day by day process, literally a day by day process. And, you know, if you watch that man up video that I referred to from 2018, he talked in there um, about several things, you know, but he talked about, um, you know, at the time, and he's still together with his wife, they were able to rebuild their marriage, but they were going to get a divorce at one point. And the process to rebuilding that marriage was literally day by day, one step process. So to take a note, uh, a page out of uh, Coach Rule's playbook, you got to finish putting together the staff, then recruit, then the transfer portal dates come in here in early December. Okay, then winter conditioning, then spring ball, and you take it day by day and you take the process. Um, and I, I actually think that's a great way of looking at it. If you want me to fast forward, uh, project ourselves to, Hey, it's the day before our first game next year. I believe we play Minnesota day one and say, Hey, what's the biggest thing we need to have improved by at this point going into the first uh, game of the season tomorrow, projecting ourselves into that point, uh, the trenches, absolutely up front in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. We have to be better up there. We have skill position guys. We have talented guys at wide receiver, running back, quarterback, assuming they can keep those guys in-house and we can self-recruit pretty well. we got to win up front, and it's that simple. That's the only reason that 
teams beat us. They have an identity that they're working towards. They know exactly what the finished product is going to be, so it's easier to develop. If I know exactly what you're supposed to look like in the end, it makes it easier for me to get you there. We haven't really had an identity in Nebraska. So how do you develop a player if you don't really know what the finished product's supposed to be? So we need an identity, and we got to win up front. Hey, Adam, man, listen, man, as always, man, I appreciate you. Give the people out there uh, the next time you get ready to, to throw your show out there and how they can uh, watch it. Yeah, uh, so I did a reaction to Rules Presser yesterday. Um, you can check that out, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And then I'm going to do a, a breakdown on who's coming in as assistant coaches for Nebraska who probably won't be back. And then the guy's kind of up in the air. You know, the three for me, obviously Mickey and then Bill. I think another guy, I, I, I don't feel optimistic he'll be back, but I think he should be strongly considered, and that's Barrett Rude, someone who can very easily recruit the state of Nebraska, a young coach with a bright future. And our inside linebackers have played well the entire time he's been coaching them. And so he's obviously a good coach as well. Now the odds of him coming back, I don't know that they're great. But those are the three guys I kind of want to keep my eye on, obviously, Mickey, then Bush, and then maybe Barrett as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this uh, whole staff thing shakes up, man. Appreciate you as always. Of course, I want to keep you on for another half, half an hour, but I know you're a busy man, and uh, um, I appreciate it, man. Can you tell thanks, the people man. what to do? Yep, thanks for having me. No, 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 no. Hey. What's up, Adam? Yeah. Can you tell, can you, can, can you tell them what to do? <laughs> Always remember to throw the bones. <laughs> ah, thanks, big fella. Hey, 93.7, the ticket. When we come back, 402-464-5685, all of them are going down. Be right back. Captain. 